State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. What's up, family? It's your girl, Tamika D. Mallory. It's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of Street Politicians, the, the place, place where, where the streets, streets and politics, politics meet. My son, Lennon. 
I, because of our scheduling today, we have our guests coming on a little earlier than we thought. So we're going to have to cut some things. And that's okay with me because I have one thing, my thought of the day, that I would like to talk about today on this here show. Oh, you're trying to get straight to the nitty gritty. Going to make some people upset. in holistic wellness 100% when I was a kid growing up my parents rarely gave us medication because they believe wholeheartedly in holistic wellness right now when we traveled to Africa we learned that in the garden they grow different types of medicines that are currently being used for things that we use in terms of actual medicine, not just holistically today. Well, the so, ingredients, pretty much the ingredients. The uh, ingredients make up actual from. medicine. So mm -hmm. anesthesia is growing in the gardens of Africa, specifically in Ghana. And you know that if you go to get a leg, arm amputated, your tooth pulled, whatever, baby, have a, not a baby, but uh, certainly if you have, termination of pregnancy, if you have any type of surgery that requires you to go under, you have to use anesthesia in order to be able to do that. Anesthesia can be very dangerous too, which is why when we were in um, in the botanical gardens in Ghana, the gentleman said, you can't touch it, play with it, taste it, nothing, right? Until, and I asked the dumb question, well, how do you just have it out here? Like, what if someone puts it in their mouth? And he's like, well, why would anybody be eating trees? And I was like, oh, okay. See, again, those are negative or or stereotypes that get into your head about Africans and it came out of me right there in the park mm -hmm. um in the in the garden but if you're going to get something serious surgery done you need your anesthesia so that you can not die from pain okay I think there are people in our society that need to take their medicine or if they don't know that they need a medicine they need to get it and if there is a holistic way to approach their conditions, then they need to go heavy into that as well. And sometimes holistically, we might not have the right formulas or whatever, but you need your medicine. People need their insulin, right? Once they have diabetes that gets to a certain level, they have to be able to take their insulin. Yes, you could clean your body. My mother definitely with her diabetes, her and my father got on an extreme workout schedule, seven miles a day, walking in the morning. They ate better. They did all the things you could think of, and they were able to change the trajectory of her diabetic situation very much so. But she still needed her medication to help with some of the other challenges. She was seeing things on her hand. You know, she was feeling like when she was cooking, it was worms and different things because she was having hallucinations because of the diabetes. So I'm saying today that there are people out here that need to take their medicine. And I'm not talking about Will Wild Willie, who's running up and down the street. Because, you know, we often will say, okay, people need to take their medicine and we assume or associated with somebody who's just, you know, out of control. They look like they tripping and we say they need to take medicine. There are people who are high functioning, depressed. They have anxiety. They are dealing with mental health issues. They're mm -hmm. high functioning. They look wonderful. They look perfect. Got it going on. Dress nice. 
and all of that. But they nasty, nasty attitudes, miserable, negative, damn near uh, uh, ready, ready to die by suicide, um, eating disorders. There's a lot of signs that people are dealing with mental health challenges that are not getting addressed. People do not have the right formula. And as a result, we are dealing with a lot of crazy things. And I, of course, can't tell the story of right now or at all of what it is that I experienced that made me feel this way. But it really is on me that we have to start encouraging people to seek professional help for a variety of issues that you may be dealing with and get the type of help necessary. Now, at one point, I had a doctor that wanted to put me on Ritalin when I was really depressed. And I chose not to do that, but we found something else. And I take that medicine and it is very helpful to me to keep me balanced so that my anxiety does not take over to where I'm aggravating you, aggravating everybody, Linda, everybody around. I got an attitude. I'm snappy. I'm not feeling good. I can't rest. People need to take their medicine. I mean, I agree. I agree. You know, I also agree that a lot of shit is mind state. Right. There are a lot, lot there are a lot of different individuals. There are some individuals that they require that they, they, they're not going to be able to fix it themselves. Right. They're not going to be able to dial it back. Right. There are some people that need to go to a rehab. Right. There are some people that don't need to go to rehab. Some people say, yeah, I'm going to kick this shit by myself and then completely stop doing it. Some people are sick that you they've been diagnosed with sickness and they've been able to holistically change their their trajectory other people can't do it so i think it's it's individual based right i think you have to know you i think you 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 have to be able to make proper assessments of yourself like and then and then if you if you have the right doctor then they'll be able to make that assessment right they'll be able to make an assessment and say wow you've been doing well, you, i don't maybe you don't need this medication you know maybe they well, be I mean, pharmaceutical companies are not inclined to tell to you not to now, I'm not talking about the pharmaceutical And the doctors companies. work for the pharmaceutical companies. But, but to it depends that. on the doctor that you have, right? If, right. You, if you if you have somebody that you you believe in that's properly invested in you, I've I've had doctors that have said, don't take that medication. You mm -hmm. know, I've had doctors that have said, oh, they said give the kids, don't give them that shit. No, we're not prescribing you none of that. Just let that baby do this and take the baby home and give them this and make sure they eat this way. So there are doctors who are, are, are personally invested in your safety over than just selling medication. So like, you know, like you said, there are people who need it. There are people who are not going to be able to function without medication because it's the way that they're wired. I myself, I'm, I'm, I'm a person that's very rarely had medication. Like with the exception of me having a toothache, like the toothache was probably the only thing that I've ever said to myself, I got to take some painkillers for because this shit was dramatically or or um, allergies. With the exception of me taking Zyrtex because the shit is just, my eyes is watery to the point and there's no way, no shit I could do. they itching to the point. With the exception of those two things, there's very rarely a time that medication was something that I was into. Well, maybe... Know? And, and that's okay. Listen, I'm not suggesting everybody needs medication. And I'm not suggesting that there are not, again, holistic ways to deal with your issues because there certainly can be. Because I, you know, one thing I know for sure is that um, when dealing with my son's hyperactivity when he was young, 
The main thing the doctors kept saying to me is if you don't want to put them on medication, you have to stop the sugar intake. You can't let them have a bowl of cereal at home or a French toast with syrup and then send them to school because when he gets to school, he's going to be high and then low and there's all types of agitation that goes on in between there. So you got to do vegetables. You got to start out with an egg, sausage, you know, cup of milk, whatever it is that helps them to feel better and not be, you know, feel full, but not be so riled up. So I understand that. I'm just saying that there are some people who have not even, because you made a powerful point, made an assessment of what's wrong with them. They don't even understand the issue but they just go out in the world making other people's lives miserable. And I just think, you know, there's just gotta be, it's just gotta be a better way. So I'm just suggesting to people, find out what you need, right? If you hear your family members saying, wow, like you're so mean, or you're in the workplace and you feel like people don't really wanna deal with you for some reason, or you find yourself feeling like you're always alone, like in your, you know, you're always like, at odds with the people around you who you should have positive, for the most part, relationships with. Or, you know, you find yourself constantly hearing from people that you offended them or you upset them or whatever. You just try to find out, is there something going on where maybe I'm dealing with depression and therefore it makes me negative? Maybe I think negatively all the time. That's actually an issue. I'm not gonna say it's a mental health crisis, but it's an issue, you automatically come from a negative place when you respond. That's not, that's not healthy, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't even know because we've never been taught about the signs of mental health challenges. We've never been taught about anxiety. Like white folks know that is a thing, okay? They get medicated for anxiety. They get therapy for anxiety. Black folks have been dealing with anxiety for eons. And we've never been taught that. We never knew what it meant to have hypertension issues as a child. We never knew. And we really do need to try to get to the core of some of the issues we have. And if you need medication, take it. And if your medication makes you feel funny, because some people, when they take medicine, it makes them feel tired or not themselves, they can change it. But you have to be committed to trying different things and figuring out what is the right formula for me. You can't take one medicine and be like, that's why I'm not going to do that anymore. And you have to do your research, but you got to be committed to your well-being and your mental health, for real. I agree. <laughs> well, on that note, our guest is already here, so let's bring him in and introduce him. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. 
State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my Prevna 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, family. So speaking of our friends, you know, you hear us all the time with our inside outside joke that so many of our friends are doing powerful things across this nation. Um, and we bring them on as our guests. Why not? We're, it's our show. So we do it how we want. And we invite our friends to come and talk about the work they're doing. Um, and, you know, we have an incredible change maker 
who's joining us today, who is a friend to us personally, as well as a friend to um, the community in New Jersey, abroad, the entire New Jersey, but of course in Newark. And that's Councilman Dupre Kelly, um, who is better known to most of us as Do It All. So um, we're going to get into some special things about what this gentleman has been able to do going from being a platinum selling artist to the first, the first person to go from being an artist at that level to being elected to a political office in the city of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, and so, as I said, uh, he's making waves across the, the country certainly across the state of New Jersey, but specifically focusing on his activism, which has turned into his political uh, career in the city of Newark, New Jersey. Thank you so much, Councilman, for joining us today. Thank you, Tamika. Thank you, Mice, for, for having me. I really appreciate all the work that you guys have been doing over the years. You know, um, it's very special, it's needed. So I salute you guys as well and say thank you. And before we even begin, man, I just want to say um, we just got some bad news here in, in Newark, New Jersey. I just want to say rest in peace to our lieutenant governor. You know, Sheila Oliver passed away today. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure you've met her before. Both of you probably met her. Yeah. yeah you know, and um, um, I think she, you know, she's all about that woman empowerment and and. Absolutely. Having our black sisters do their thing. So I know she was a big fan of yours, Tamika. That's why I just wanted to say rest in peace today to her and her family and condolences to her family and everybody. Wow, that's so sad. Yeah, yeah. it really is. So man. Condolences go out to her and you know, to the whole, whole state of Newark, city of Newark, man. It's crazy. New Jersey. Yeah, definitely, man. So let's get all into it. I mean, I know that folks are going to want to know about some of the specific work you're doing there in Newark, but um, I really want to hear, first of all, as do it, I want to hear from do it all <laughs> about that transition. And it was their transition or just another stage and level in your life and you still feel uh extremely connected to the culture to the music which i believe that you do but what it feels like to be the first um uh to go from being a platinum selling artist um to now being an elected official what are the great things about it and what are some of the areas that you feel are a little difficult and challenging you know um first of all i i'm never going to stop being hip-hop ever you know i tell people that i am what hip-hop looks like growing up you know i get to govern in the same blocks that i grew up on i mean born and raised in these areas i get to govern those streets where i jumped gates and ran from police and was involved in mischief and and also the, those same blocks where i learned how to galvanize people and and you know uh pass out uh community uh, events and get involved in community events and it's the same area that that myself and red man sat on my porch and we talked about when we were 10 years old we talked about the changes we were going to bring to our community that's why manifestation and words are powerful because we talked about that and it's only really powerful to me just because in hindsight of of actually living it and doing it now so it's just an a, a amazing thing that I get to um I get to allow the 
You know, I've done some things that made my mother have a, you know, disgust in her face when I was younger. And I was able to, to see that, I guess the, the, you know, lack of better words, see that frown turn upside down, you know, mm -hmm. and, and through my work in the community, through my work as a, a hip hop artist, I have to give a lot of props to um, my first manager, Hafiz Fareed, who managed Lords of the Underground, Muslim brother. You know, when you think about Lords of the Underground, we didn't really curse too much in our records. We never really called women the B word, and you know, um, which was good when I started the campaign because they didn't have anything negative to reflect on from my hip hop career. And um, he really, he really kept us on point. You know, mm -hmm. here he has three, three black males, three black men who come from single mother homes who didn't have fathers in the house. He became our dad on the road, and then you know we got money early, so you know especially when you get money, it doesn't come with instructions, especially when you never had any money. So he was that guy that kind of kept us grounded. And he would say stuff like this. You know, if I said something with a B word in a song, he would say, oh, that's dope. You, who are you talking about? Your mother, your grandmother? And I would get defensive like, what you mean my grandmother? He said, well, see, just the way that you just swole up when I, when I asked, was that about your mother? People are going to, if you disrespect women, that's how they're going to feel when they hear that word. Or So he challenged us, but he never told us to change anything. You know, he just challenged us to be better, to, to think differently, to change the mindset. And one time, you know, in, in this document, and I've been wearing Norco Mom apparel and clothes for, you know, since I was 19, I'm 52 now, you know, so it was just like, uh, I'm sorry. Um, it was, you know, so one day he asked me in the studio, he said, um, what have you done for Newark lately? Mm -hmm. I got defensive again. I'm like, oh, I wear Newark on my hat. I got it on my clothes. I always represent on every television show. He was like, no, I didn't ask you about representing. I asked you, what have you done for the city of Newark lately? And I really didn't have an answer. You know, and it hit me like, wow, here it is. I'm bragging about my city. And I'm, I'm pulling and taking away from my city, but I'm not pouring it back into my city, you know? And I started to take my, my hip hop money, you know, and, and tried everything, right? Everything from community, you know, the book bag drives, the turkey giveaways, all of the low hanging fruit stuff, which is important, but in the community world, it's really the low hanging fruit stuff, you know? And I, I just started to do that. And by doing that, it started putting me at the doorsteps of, of the residents and my friends and my family again. And they started to see that I was serious. And they asked me to be the voice, just asked me to be the voice through hip hop, you know, um, talk for them and, and use hip hop to get the message across in the, you know, in the community. And that's what we did just, just through hip hop, man. So the neighborhood that I'm from, you know, Rod Digger's from there, Queen Latifah's from there, Redman's from there, the artifacts. It's just so many people. So I like I say, it's it's, you know, this is what hip hop looks like growing up. It was just a natural transition. And on the other hand, um, you know, people love you until they don't. <laughs> you know, everybody wants you to win, and you guys know about it. People, when you're doing great things, you assume that, oh, we're doing great things. Everybody's gonna be happy. And then when you get into it and you're the one, then you start to understand it and respectfully how a Mark, Malcolm X was killed, how a Martin was killed, 
Because you would think like, wow, why would somebody want to hurt somebody that's doing something good? Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, you have your opposers and, and people with your opposition and people with different, you know, mindsets and, and different views and ideals that just don't match up with yours. So I think, you know, for me, going from hip hop to community, that's cool. That was that's that's easy in a sense. I did realize that community has a, a ceiling to it when you're doing community things and, and when it comes to fostering change. And then governance, I had to find my footing. Mm-hmm. You know, like to be honest, it's been a little over a year. I had to find my footing and I'm still learning. You know, I'm, I'm still learning. But the politics is the part that is, I, I'm not really happy with it. And I know my team always tell me, stop saying that you don't like politics. You're in politics now, which is true. But I still don't like the movement of it at times, you know, because I don't I don't come from the politics, but the politics is in all of those things. So it's a it's a uh, it's not an easy task, but it's a worthy task. It's it's worth it. You know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, my my partners, my my DJ, he lives in a beautiful mansion in Miami. My my other rap partner, he has a beautiful home in Northern California. I live in one of my buildings on on right in the hood, right in Central Avenue in Newark, New Jersey. And I'm right in the mix. But how, how is that? How does that, like, how does that feel? Like being amongst the people, is that, is, do you feel like they receive you better? Do you feel like, like, how do you feel living amongst the people? I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, my, I don't, I don't have to be here. I have to be here. And you said it's your own building. So yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm in partnership with, you know, I don't even tell everybody some of the things that I'm in partnership with the city because we got a lot of haters, but, you know, um, yes, yes, you know, it, it's our properties, you know what I mean? So we're working, man. It, it's us being part of, of our own community. And to answer your question, it might sound like, I love it because I'm right there with the people. And and it can be difficult at times because this you're so accessible and you have to be careful. You know, because um, you can't think that everything is good because history has showed that your own people will be the ones that to get you up out of there. And 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 I mean, like I said, it it goes from all of our uh, people that we love, our our advocates, our, the people who fought for us down the Nipsey Hustle. You know, who was right in his own neighborhood, and you would think, oh, you're safe in your own neighborhood. So I'm always aware, um, and and. And the way that I interact with them is firm, is fair, and they they know me. But I don't I don't take anything for granted, you know, because anything is possible. I don't have twenty security guards rolling with me. I don't have one security guard rolling. I got a couple of my dudes who, when we go to certain things, that make sure that I'm good. The neighborhood makes sure that I'm good, but I make sure that I'm not in those places unless I have to be in those places as well. You know, no. what do you think has been your biggest challenge? The biggest challenge making that trend. What is your biggest challenge? You feel, and um, then what is the, what is the thing that you that you enjoy most? That's that's a great question. My big my biggest challenge is navigating through the politics. Mm-hmm. If my son and Tamika Mallory has a different opinion than me on one thing, that doesn't mean I don't like them or like their their uh what they're doing. We just disagree on maybe one thing. But if that thing is is uh, goes against 
the team of whatever team I'm, I'm associated with, and I take a picture with you guys. It's like, well, why do you want a picture with Tamika and my son? You know what? I don't, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm that's a real thing. Like, that's yeah, a, real a real thing. thing. That's what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's a real thing, you know, and it's, it's just kind of learning how to maneuver through the politics of it all. That's 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 my biggest task. You know, when when people are I never had so many people scream at me or, you know, I've had people not like a record. We still give each other a pound. We keep it moving. They might mm-hmm. still buy the record or still come to the show. I have people say, right. you know, I didn't really feel the record. But I, when I saw you on stage, man. It's not that way in politics. They just, you know, I was in office for a month and they were just hating me. You know what I mean? Like some people. And then you got to realize that those are five people or those are people who don't even vote or those are people who don't even do anything themselves. So you got to learn how to quiet out the noise. And I had to learn. You know, I used to be in council meetings responding to everything. Well, it's that. And then they, you know, I had to learn that I'm just fueling them to continue their rhetoric instead of just, not, you know, just kind of blocking out the white noise and keeping the receipts for the work that I do and mm. showing up and being present, you know, because you can say you don't like something, but you can't tell me that it's not my truth. You can't tell me that I'm not present. You can't tell me that I'm not putting in the work, whether uh, it, re- re- you know, produces a great result, a minimum result, a small result. You can't tell me that I'm not doing things to push it forward. And as long as I keep the receipts, you know, I'm cool. And the thing that I do like, Mice, is that um, to see the smile, to see the to see the the difference that I make when I do the work. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about from the smallest thing to autism signs to getting the bus stop move for Miss Williams because she's elderly and she has to walk in from three blocks, but getting it moved to the middle of her block just makes it comfort for her to putting stop signs on a block where a lady in the motorized wheelchair is, is moving along to, to actually creating ordinances that that um, help our residents fight against greedy landlords and things of that nature. So it, it's so many different things that that in a, on a municipal level that I, I love. I really think that the um, local politics actually trickle up you know, because I think that the things that we do here makes the uh, makes the state react. The things that we do here makes the, the county react. The things that we do here ultimately makes the, the federal government react. I think that's 100 percent true. One is, well, we, you can answer that second. The first question is, how do how does having a mayor who supports your vision, I'm sure, maybe not all the time, but he ultimately has an empowerment agenda and he comes from activism himself. How does that um, help you or how does that make you feel when you're out trying to do your work that you're not in opposition to the leader of your city? Because there are many council members who are fighting to get things done to change, as you said, the city ordinances, the, the bus stop, all the things you talked about, which seem perfectly um, uh, uh, common sense, yeah. right? Like it's just common sense, these things should happen. And then you're up against a mayor who does not have the city's best interests at heart from your perspective. So tell me one about that, then I'll ask my second question. 
I, I want to say, man, salute, double salute to the Honorable Mayor Raz J. Baraka. I was out with Raz, fighting with him when we were just young lords of the underground. You know, he would call on me. We didn't have social media like that back then. So uh, he would call on me. He would call on Red Man. He would call on us to galvanize the people. Yo, I'm shutting down this street. He was just a young activist. I'm shutting down this street. We're going to be talking about this. I'm making a list of demands. What are some of your demands in your community? Because we're giving this to the administration. You know, so to see him go from that a list of demands to actually putting the people in place and feeling check doing check check marks checking off some of those things that were on that on that those demands is amazing to me um to to have an ally and not an op as they say out here is is beautiful um it's a lot of reasons why i ran but i knew that i can add value to the administration of of who Team Baraka is, you know, who they are. And he knows that. Even when I lost in 2018, that wasn't before a meeting with him and I. And, and he was like, dude, I'm, you know, politically, my, my list is already filled up. My team is already filled, but you will make a great council, councilman in this city and I will back you. You know, he's always been supportive. When he was an activist, he's been supportive. When he was a mayor, he was supportive of, of my nonprofit organization. And when he asked me to be on, on his team, ultimately, he was he's supportive. I just I literally just came out of a meeting with him and him being supportive. Me talking to uh, some personnel here in City Hall about things that we need in our community and me having more tension with them or go and not bad attention, just about the process of getting those things done. And this guy is fighting for me. This this mayor, he's fighting for me. Like, no, we need to get this to happen. And he's one that stood alongside me and fought for a rapper to become an elected official. Like he he's forward thinking. And you're right, Tamika, I might not agree with everything with mm -hmm. him, but we have conversations about it too. You know, um, I'll give you an uh, uh, instance um, because I think it was blown out of proportion. There's a George Floyd, there's a George Floyd statue on the steps of our city hall. I am for the George Floyd movement, one thousand percent, right? And I, I stand with it and fight with it. I just had a different ideology about where the statue should be because of the impact. So I said um, maybe we should, and maybe I should have did it a little more privately. You know, but like I'm, I'm learning. But I said maybe we should put it on our new police academy. So when all of those new police officers come in there, they see that as a reminder of what not to do and what to be a part of. And he came back and said, I respect that, dude. But I put it on the steps of our of our city for a reminder of the people who has the power in this city and I and I and I was just like wow okay I knew what he was talking about you know and I was and I respected what he what he said I didn't agree initially of, of where the placement but in reality we both agree when it comes to George Floyd you know what mm -hmm. I mean so things like that man and it's crazy because I was I was literally in off in city city hall having a meeting with Mitty when you when that happened. Right. So he's sending him texts. He's like, oh my God, what happened with you? And I'm like, 
What yeah, happened? He called me right saying, away. Yeah, he's like, oh man, they don't want he don't they saying he don't want George Floyd. I'm like, no, nah, yeah. I don't think I can't believe. Nah, they blew it out that. of proportion. Yeah, yeah, okay. They blew it out of proportion. Well, yeah. I, I, and you talked about that. You also said something else that I think is powerful, and I don't think that we can, um, you know, sort of gloss over it. That there are also people from the state of New Jersey who have. Uh, unfortunately experienced abuse, murder at the hands of police yes. and gave me placement as well. And I, I, you know, I, I don't disagree with that. I think that's also true. And so perhaps the meeting of the minds is to create some type of memorial outside of the academy that has the names of local New Jersey residents who have also uh, experienced the same type, maybe not exactly as George Floyd. We know that George Floyd is bigger than George Floyd. I mean, he represents, uh, that moment represents a, um, a, a moment in history where the entire world sure. has had to acknowledge the racial discrimination, the oppression, the abuse, um, you know, state-sanctioned violence, all of those things at once. But there are other people um, who need their voices lifted as well. And I think that your idea is something that in the next council, you should be pushing right. some type of memorial outside of the academy that, that, you know, really looks at some of those other individuals and their stories. I think the point is that, we should, and, and one of the things about politics that I think upsets a lot of people, makes them feel that they don't want to participate, is one that compromise is very difficult for people in their regular lives, in their yeah. regular lives. And I know that, you know, one of the things I was going to say to you earlier, but you was saying, you know, you were speaking, it was so good that I didn't want to cut you off. But um, you know, I know that it, that even though y'all didn't say a lot of curse words and whatever, you definitely were not people that need to be played with, right? Uh, so now when you're trying to talk to people and they talking crazy to you, you kind of like, yo, like, <laughs> like, I don't know where I'm gonna go with this. Like I'm trying to be the council person, but I, I <laughs> but you're trying to take me to an old thing that I'm trying to get away from. So that's a, that's an issue because in compromise, you know, sometimes it's difficult for people to hear one another, to respect one another in compromise. And then what happens is the whole system shuts down and the voters the frustrated voters of our society see the shutdown and they are like, to hell with it. You shut down and I'm going to shut down too. So everybody has a shutdown. So to the, the thing I think about Ross or Mayor Baraka that we appreciate is that he is very good at navigating tension. Yes, he, he is. He really is. People moving despite the fact that there may be difference of opinions and, and a lot of different issues because he's dealing with a lot of people coming from the most radical to the most conservative side yeah. of the spectrum, all of them trying to come together and he's really good at navigating that. So I think you you're in a great city to be your first year as a councilman. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I think right. because there's a lot of other places. If you were here in New York under Mayor Bloomberg, you might have been in jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and you know, I, I just want to, I just like, once again, I, I want to thank them because I don't, I don't walk like them. I don't talk like them. You know, I, I don't even dress like them, but I can see my inspiration and my influence starting to influence the entire city hall. Yeah, yeah. And that's just 
the, and it's not just me, it's the culture that we come from, that hip hop culture. You know, um, I, I got wearing sneakers with suits with from uh, Russell Simmons right, years right. ago, you know, right. and I just did it. I didn't make it up. But I tell you this, my mayor now does it. My uh, Everybody in this building does it. And, and that's just to say that the, the power of, of who we are as people, who we are in a community. And, and my, my, um, my governance now, me as an elected official, I just pray that that not only to the people in City Hall, but to the people who are outside of City Hall, the people who are in the neighborhoods. Because I think when you change your mindset, you change your viewpoint, you change your vantage point of different things. And I just believe like when you can change that into love, when you love something, you treat it differently, right? You know, um, when you love your city, you can change it. That's, that's what I believe. But a lot of people don't love themselves. And, and, and sometimes when you don't understand something, you push it away, you know, you shun it like, oh, no, I don't. I don't, I don't eat that, but you never taste it. Oh, I don't want to go there, but you've never been there. Oh, I don't want to, you know, so it's, we push it away. And I think that a lot of people, they really don't understand the, the process of politics in our city. So, you know, you'll get people coming to the council meetings and they're loud, but wrong. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're very loud. Ah. And the people like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, but Google it. It's exactly. absolutely. Oh, <laughs> that's you know. It's not just it's not just your city. It's politics, period. Right? I had a conversation. It's people don't understand politics. They just think we want this to go this way, and it should just be you be able to snap a finger. We voted you in, and you need to just be able to do this, right? And I used to be one of those people, right? Until I started having friends like yourself, having friends like Jamani Williams, who is the um public advocate of new york natasha williams who's also city council in queens and just a plethora of other individuals who work in government i started to understand that the things that we wanted weren't as simple as we thought they were yeah. you know it's not just you snap a finger we vote you in you should be able to do whatever you want and when you start understanding that reality you start looking at things different so i've had those conversations with people you know, and I've had, and then they'd be like, nah, you don't. And I'm like, no, you don't understand is the process that it goes through. Yeah, we have to continue to push our elected officials and make sure that they advocate on our side and make sure that they're doing what they said. But it's not always up to them, the shit that you think supposed yeah. to happen. So you can't just put all the blame on them. But people don't want to hear that. When, when you're living in a community where people are frustrated, people are hungry, they poor, it's a lot of things going on. Me and Tamika was having this conversation yesterday that it's a lot going on with people. People are in so many different, it's so many, like we get calls, DMs, um, emails, so many different people that's dealing with so much different trauma and stress and, you know, things are not going right. And they looking for somebody to blame, you know, what I'm mm. saying? And a lot of times we get to blame or somebody I, to hold accountable, hold accountable, you right. know, people just want cool. accountability, but there's also some people that just want to blame people too. So there's, there's a, there's a balance between both of them. Like we get, we get thrown under the bus for shit that we got nothing to do with. Like I, if I if I advocate for one person because I know their story, and they're like, "Oh, you phony because you ain't talk about JoJo who got shot here," but you're gonna talk. I'm like, "Well, I didn't even know JoJo. I didn't even know JoJo got shot. How are you holding me accountable? I don't know nothing that got to do with JoJo." But but this is how people start putting things in their mind. So. I never wanted to do politics based on that because I watch what y'all actually had to deal with. And I want to be able to say and do what I want when I want. I hear you. I love I love the fact I'm, I've actually evolved, right? But 
I still want to be able to say, look, I see you, bro, and I'm proud of you too. Yeah. Man. Bro. But I still want to be able to say, yeah, you can't talk to me crazy. I'm going to take you around the corner and we're going to have to get fired. Right. I want to be able to do that. That's the right. reason why I want to go into the public office. Yeah. yeah. But I think, I, mean, I, think, I think you are an example, though, of why more Black men should consider running for office to make the change that they're looking for in their local communities, Right. right? Right. You think about uh, a congressman, Jamal Bowman in New York. This Hello. man is a teacher, principal, turned um, now a congressman, and he's going to go further. I know he yes. is, right? Yep. And I think, and, and of course, there's a side of me that is in, that, that, that has to push back even on what I said, because Black women certainly need to run for office more but the support that's necessary for a black woman to win is very challenging and then for her to stay in position because the system so easily comes up against black women and and you yeah. know people just kind of like oh well i mean if you think about the list of black women from kim fox who's the state's attorney in yep. um, Wiz Kim in Chicago to Marilyn Mosley in Maryland. And the mm -hmm. list goes on and on and how they are being ripped to shreds, literally ripped to shreds. It makes other black women run. But I think you, um, Councilman Kelly, are an example of why people should run. They need to, but you can't just run for your one seat you got to look at the entire city because now when 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 counts well at the time when do it all helps ross baraka become mayor all right then you run for council and you have other friends that run for assembly you start to corner off your community and be able to make the type of change that you're looking to do so i think more black men should certainly right. gather with that thought process in mind yo that that's an amazing example you just did so to make it because that's really what it is. We helped Raz become mayor. And in turn, he helped me become councilman. You know, and, and I think that with us going back and grabbing each other, and, mm -hmm. and we have we have a woman council president in LaMonica MacGyver, and she he was her fifth grade teacher. When she was in the fifth grade, Raz was her teacher. Now she's the president of the council and part of his team. I, I think that people are not really looking at the succession and and we have to prepare for that too right you know um we have nine council members on here in jersey and some people you know in different states different cities there there's a different body of municipal council but here in north we have five one that represents each ward we have five wards and then we have four at larges so i represent the ward that i grew up in which is about seventy thousand residents you know, in some places, 70,000 residents is the whole entire city, you know, so I really have a mini city that I have to govern over. And one thing I can really say is that Mayor Raz Baraka allows me to govern over that city, over those residents and, and all of us. So when it comes to um, talking about bringing people along, we have to set up a farm system. You know, one of the reasons that I am councilman. Farm system, a farm system. Farm system, yeah, farm system. You know what I mean? So the reason, the, one of the reasons that I am councilman is because of a conversation that I had with Tupac Shakur back in 1992 
in a motel in Orlando, Florida while on tour, you know, um, and, and it's crazy because that conversation, I'm on Pac, Lords of the Underground and Tupac was sharing a, a, a 16 passenger van. We wasn't even on tour buses yet, you know, and we was in a motel where you had to go in the room outside, not inside, you know what I mean? So, but, but just to fast forward the story, Pac came to my room and, you know, we had an altercation before that day. He came to my room, first of all, like a man to squash it. You know what I mean? So he came to my room and, and through that conversation, through that, we got into this conversation. He said, dude, we have to turn millions of record buyers into millions of voters. And then once we do that, and he started naming all of the, the rappers that was popular back in 92, you know, he would say, Common has to do it in Chicago. You and Tretch, uh, you and Redman need to do it in Newark. Tretch needs to do it in East Orange. Ice Cube needs to do it in Central Los Angeles. I'll do it in Baltimore and Oakland. And he just started naming all of these people. And he started to talk like a, a 20, 21 year old that I've never heard talk like that before. You know, and saying that we have to be account accountable and, and start youth organizations and youth groups and protect our women and, and protect our seniors. I mean, he was blowing my mind. And then he said, you know, we have to do something that we might not want to do because, you know, all rappers were against politicians. He said, we, we might have to become legislators. I almost didn't know what he was talking about. Mm. I was like, legislators, man, we rappers. He was like, yeah, but if we don't make the laws for us or we're not at the table making laws, ordinances, and codes for us, then they will make it for us. Wow. And it won't be for us. Be for us. You know, we will stay and talk to you for the rest I of know. the night. Go ahead, my son. We could, we could definitely stay and talk to you for tonight, but I just want I just want to show what hip hop is. It's it's so big in the culture of it. Like just looking at the connection of you and Ross, people don't know that Ross is so loves hip hop, and he actually has a, a hip hop album that you guys created. I've watched yeah. him. Create. You understand what I'm saying? And and listening to his live, you know that he's so influenced by the culture. And now it's time for the culture that influences this world to dictate and govern this world. And that's what it's showing. It's showing like and and it's not just that it's just governing. When you look at Newark, it is a model for governments all around this world. Like the way that you guys deal with violence and the way that you deal with community is a model for the world to look at. It's not, I'm not just saying it, it shows the culture. When you are culturally competent and you have respect in your community, when you take community leaders and, and community um, credible messengers and you connect those back to the communities that they're governing, you will see the change. So that's something that inspires me. When I watch you guys, it inspires me to do the work that I do because I know right. the work that I do, even if I'm not one of those government officials, I'm inspiring someone who's right. going to be in, in, in the next, who's going to be there. They're going to say, okay, I've seen what my son does in this community. I want to take that and I want to put it in these political offices, even if it's not what I do. So I just want to say what you do and where you come from is so motivational, inspirational from for a lot of us, man. So continue, you know, continue to do what the work you do. We salute you. You know, you my brother. I'm yeah, gonna be my brother, man. with you all the time, working with you all the time. I just want you to give us, you know, one last word that you would give us before you leave. Before I leave, I just want to add on to what you're saying. I know you guys gotta go, but just talking about Newark being a model and having a leader like Raj J. Baraka in the seat. Who, who does things that really push our city forward. Today, we just, uh, in our pre-council, tomorrow we'll vote on it, but 
he bought the Temple of Hip Hop to Newark, New Jersey and gave it a home. Harris One is now opening the school of the Temple of Hip Hop. And I've seen him try to open this in Harlem. I've seen him try to open it in the Bronx. Raz Baraka gave this guy a building. The Temple of Hip Hop is now located in Newark, New Jersey, South Ward. Wow. Like, that's amazing to me. We got the teacher here that's going to be running programming out of our city. That's an international hub now. In Newark, New Jersey, that's like, that's just for me, that's just like bringing Prudential or Mars or, you right. know, to the building, one of those corporations. He just bought a, a solidified value to our city in the teacher with Karis One and the Temple of Hip Hop that are going to do many great things. So, man, Newark is definitely becoming a model for, for a certain. You know, and, and, and one last thing too, Mice, when you talk about our men and our communities, I just started this thing called Men Talk Sundays where we go into the parks and I grab all of the men, all of those. And I guess that's why I, I still have certain relationships with them. I go to these communities and I tell them, I need you to come talk. I need you to, what it was inspired by, one, one of a big gangbanger here who I have a relationship was mad at me because I wasn't returning his phone calls. But he don't understand, I'm just really busy. So anytime somebody has an issue, I go right to them. So I went right to him. What's up? What's the problem? What? Nah, dude, I don't want you to get no big head. But being in a, No, it's not that. But look, I want you to come with me for the day now. I want you to work with me. I want you to build with me and see what I do. And he came with me. We went to lunch. He, we had an amazing conversation. But what that conversation showed me was that we need each other. I learned something through that conversation by him pouring into me. I'm pouring into him. And it, and it inspired me to grab all of the dudes from the neighborhood, put them in the park. I had Redman as my keynote speaker talking about facing your fears. And when I said this man did amazing, people were like, you gonna have Redman as your keynote speaker? Yes. Yeah, yes. Man. He has experiences about facing fears. Yeah. Anybody, you know, can't tell another man about his experiences. So right. I put, man, when I tell you he inspired these brothers, man, and I say that because August 27th is, is our next Men Talk Sundays in the Park. And Mice, I would love you to be my keynote speaker for that day if you're available, man, August 27th. And we can talk I'm all definitely gonna about try. It. I'm going to try because August, August, either August 26th or 27th, I do my annual day oh, you know, in my in the Bronx. So it's Merriam Day. I usually do my annual day. It's, I had to push it back to either the 26th or the 27th. So I'm going to decide if I do it on the 26th, what happened? And I ain't available that day. Yeah. Look, she looked right I'm there. I'm not gonna say a thing. I just, I just. <laughs> <laughs> so it might not work. So I don't even. Yeah. Know but we'll get you one day if that don't no, work. definitely, we'll... definitely, because yeah. I'm do, actually doing a men's talk inside in in September. I'm gonna do a big. I want to hold about 500 men. Where I'm sitting down with 500 men, and we're gonna oh, we're gonna iron out, and we're gonna decide how we're gonna govern our communities, how we're gonna take back our communities, how we're gonna love on our young kings, how we're gonna raise them, right. how we're gonna show them what real right to passage is, what manhood manhood really is. So it's it's a line, you know. The work we do is definitely a line. So we're gonna figure it out. Definitely. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Definitely, man. Thank you so much that. for being with us today. You know, we just need to go. We gotta go to Newark and sit down and talk as yeah. we have in the past. Yeah. Do it again because there's so much to uh, be said. And and I think, you know, I'm having prophecy moments here. I think you really do need to be doing videos and things encouraging 
people to run for office and telling them your story, right? Like short clips of videos. This is what I did first, second, third. This is how I did it. This is what you need to be involved with in your community prior to running. Because there are people who ask me all the time, I want, but I just don't know mm -hmm. what to do and how to do it. And I think coming from you, um, because you know people are attracted to success. So coming from you who was successful at selling music, I think you will also be successful at selling, getting our people nationally to be more involved in politics. And, and Tamika, before you go, I have been doing that. So I started my lecture tour last week and I started it in Charleston, West Virginia. And the lecture tour talks about how arts and entertainment can foster change in community through policy and politics. You know, and um, I started in Charleston. I have Tampa, Orlando, Milwaukee, Winston-Salem, and Charlotte coming up next. Awesome. So we're that's doing awesome. That's what we need, and we want to help you promote it. We yeah, got to let you go because we've got to end this show. We would never end if we let you continue to yeah. stay. dropping <laughs> no these great gems. Thank you, Councilman Debris. I love what y'all are doing, man. For real, I'm definitely a supporter. Thanks, man. Thank Thanks, you, man. Councilman Dupree Kelly, who is better known as Do It All. Appreciate Thank you, you Kelly. All right. And Mike, we're going to build. We're going to talk about it, man. Yeah, definitely. We can get you. All right. All Thanks, right. All right, King. Peace. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future, building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbroke, we hear inspiring rags-to-riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. Got my PrevNA 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. That's how we own it! Man, shout out to my brother Dupre. Do it all, Kelly, man. One of the realest dudes, man. One of my favorite hip-hop artists. If you don't know Lords of the Undergrounds, a lot of y'all young dudes probably don't know. But go look it up. You know, they got some of the dopest music. Um, he's one of the dopest artists, man. And just watching his evolution is inspirational to me. You know, with the work he's doing, you know, not only just the work he's doing, the way he's doing the work. Yeah. But he's doing it in his authentic self. And a lot of people don't understand that. A lot of people think that you have to look a certain way, sound a certain way. You know, you have to um, capitulate to a certain narrative in order to do the work. And he's not he's not that individual. Like he says, he walks in there with suits and sneakers. He got his Newark hat on. He comes, he brings the culture of hip hop with him into, you know, the councilman's office. So he's motivational to me because I always want to be authentic in myself. I always want to bring the streets of the New York City and the Bronx and, and bring the, the real voices of my community into any space. And I don't want people to think that you have to sound or, or look a certain way. So he's motivational to me. So shout out to him for the work he's doing. You know, we, we, we had a good interview, so I don't really, I don't really have a, I don't get it to the, you, you, you know have it. I don't get it. Oh, maybe you don't. I have plenty of, I don't get it, but we can save one. For I mean, I do have, a, I don't get it. I just don't get how they had a fight that was heralded as the biggest fight in the century. Well, one of the boxes looked like he was an amateur. And there's no no disrespect because I'm an Errol Spence fan and I think he's a dope boxer, but I'm just trying to say, I don't know. I do not get what happened. Like there's been a lot of things. I saw, if you look at my Instagram page, I said, I think he was high because he looked high. I, I was heard. I didn't other, know what you was talking about. You know my challenges with sports. Yeah, I was just like, man, he just looked high to me. And then somebody, one of my friends who's also um, an Errol Spence fan sent me something that said that, you know, he was hit by, he was thrown out of a moving car at 100 miles an hour. 
So he was he was he had he was in serious injury, and he he came back to fight. And you know he's and he's had a few fights since, but they're saying that he's dealing with neurological, you know, injury, and they can tell based off that. So this was what some quote unquote um neurologist was saying on the internet. I don't know, but I just don't get. I, like I've I've been watching boxing my whole life. My father used to have me sitting in front of the TV watching boxing matches my whole life. And I've never seen someone who was that top tier of a fighter lose that bad. I just never, and not, and it's not taking nothing away from Bud Crawford because I have already said that I, I felt Bud was the better fighter. I thought Bud was going to win the fight. But the way that Errol Spence fought or didn't fight to me was just mind boggling. So I don't get it. Maybe people can, whatever it is, He's either high, he was either dealing with some neurological, or he really just needs to retire. But a lot of people talking about, oh, it's a rematch. I, I do not want to see that Errol Spence that walked into that, that ring fight again ever. So I, I'm not interested in seeing that. I want that man to, to, because if he goes in there with that level of fighting again, he might really, really, because he was his face was really, he was really beat up bad. If he goes in there fighting like that again, he can really suffer some real brain damage or something. So I don't even want to see him fight like that again. I don't want to diminish his legacy with mm, him fighting. That's like that. powerful. Just to say, I don't want, because I thought you were going to say you don't want to diminish the value of boxing. No, his legacy, he, he's too good a boxer. He He's too good. I've watched him box and I've seen him. He's one of the most aggressive, punishing, like he he the way he fights. To fight like that, it diminished because people was mad at me because I put my top fight five boxers right now and I didn't put him and people was like, how? And I was like, because the way that he fought, it took him completely, right? Until he does something else. Like if I've never seen- That him, happens, you know. I'm saying that's what happens. Like you, you lose, that fight was the worst fight I ever seen any top tier fighter ever have. Like I've seen top tier fighters lose that wasn't supposed to lose, that got upset. I've seen Mike lose. I've seen- you know what I'm saying? Wilder lose. I've seen it. But they they was all in the fight. Like, even when they lost, they was fighting. Like, you could tell like, some of them got a little slower. They got older. But they didn't get beat, 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 beat like that. Mm -hmm. I've never seen something like that where the man probably landed maybe three punches of significance. Like, nah. Not at eight rounds. How many rounds did they fight? They fought eight rounds. He got knocked down three times. And then... And no, they fought nine rounds. They fought nine rounds. He got knocked down three times, and then the ninth round they stopped the fight. It's pretty sad. I mean, you know, I didn't watch it, but I saw it sure it was a lot of chatter about it on the internet. But yeah. I do appreciate that you said you want the man's legacy. Oh, he's too good. He's too. He's too good. Yeah. Some of our, that and some of our leaders. There's a similar conversation that happens as you see. You know, look at now what has happened with. Um, Reverend Jesse Jackson, who's now passed the baton to uh, the to Reverend Dr. Freddie Haynes, who is uh, my dear brother, our friend, um, and Freddie. And let me say this, say that again. Now, you know, we talk about making sure you preserve your legacy. You see, even in this moment where Reverend Jesse Jackson has passed the baton leadership of Rainbow Push Coalition, which is his organization to our friend and brother, um, Dr. Freddie Haynes III uh, out of Dallas, Texas. And we know it's very clear that 
Reverend Jackson uh, is dealing with severe illness. Um, he's not the same as he was when he was younger or even just five years ago. He's changed, um, you know, because of uh, his condition. And I think it was important because he's talked about passing the baton in the past. And we all have that. We all, every single one of us who's, who has ever led something, whether it be a company, even your toy that you had when you were young, a shirt that you love, you hold it so dear, but you look crazy now that you've grown to a big woman size and you're still trying to wear the same shirt that used to do it for you at the club when you was young. And now you outside with your stomach hanging over and people looking at you and you're embarrassing yourself. So you have to learn how to pass things on to the next person that's going to take care of it and love it and treat it the same way that you have to preserve your own legacy, even more so than theirs, but is to make sure that you don't have yourself out here looking crazy because you're still trying to keep up with the old you and the old you is not the new you. And I think, listening to what you said, I know nothing about the, um, the boxer you spoke of, but I think that what's most important is your health. You know what I'm saying? I think we have to start putting our health first and not taking opportunity first and then trying to figure out how to back into the health. And, and I know I'm speaking as a person who doesn't always listen to that, but I think this is an example of that type of situation. Pretty much. And with that said, thank you for coming out. We love you. Brings us to the end of another episode. It of didn't come out. Go back. Thank y'all for being with us. We love you. Brings us to the end of another powerful episode of Street Politicians. Shout out to Dupre. Do it all, Kelly. Councilman Dupre, do it all, Kelly. My guy, for coming here, dropping some gems, giving us a lot to just ponder on. Man, It was a dope episode. Hit us up at Street Politicians Pod. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't like. Tell us you love us. Continue to make us the number one podcast in the world. Because I'm not going to always be right. Tamika D. Mary is not going to always be wrong, but we will both always, and I mean always, always, always be authentic. Peace. Listen to Street Politicians on the Black Effect Network on iHeartRadio. And catch us every single Wednesday for the video version of Street Politicians on iWomen.tv. That's how we own it! Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.